Welcome to the Missouri Wind and Solar Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Shank, coming to you from our store in Seymour, Missouri. Each week with my co-host and Missouri Wind and Solar's general manager, David McDerris, we discuss the latest on self-reliant energy. Check out our additional educational information, including dates for our hands-on workshops conducted in Seymour, on our website, windandsolar.com. Thank you for listening to our podcast, and if you haven't already done so, please consider subscribing. We wanted to take a minute today and probably go a little bit different from what we normally talk about, is where we're usually talking about mostly product-driven discussions and you know, products, installation, that type of thing. We want to take just a minute and kind of review what we've been seeing going on in the industry as of late, and just let all of you kind of know what we're seeing and make sure that you've got your plans in place and are able to act on them the way you want to. So one of the biggest things that we've had surface of late was there's a substantial wannabe lawsuit that's kind of screwed up all of our solar panels. There's a small company here in the U.S. has asked the Trade Commission to get involved and take a look at some of the practices of the solar industry, and it's kind of freaked all of the solar panel suppliers out. And so solar panels in the U.S., they haven't dried up, but they certainly have become... Not as abundant. Not as abundant. It's got us all scrambling to get as much stock on hand as we can to make sure that we can take care of our customers. So that's kind of one of the big things that happened. But also we're seeing just some general changes in products that are out there. And so, David, let's just take a second and, you know, talk about some of them that we've even seen. Yeah, I mean, you know, so when I first started here, the normal system was consisted of wind turbine, charge controller, you know, cable to put it all together, lead-acid batteries, some type of inverter, you know, usually an Ames-style inverter. That was who we used for years. Still sell Ames, but that was the major deal. Was And so there was lots of components that went along with that i mean so you know charge controller cables and just all the different pieces and parts that went with that and it was very not complicated but it was a lot more daunting for some people to undertake you know there was a lot of even like combiner boxes and just a lot of different moving parts in that actual solar system and as years have gone on now it keeps getting easier for the diyer very much so you know the diyer you know used to be you had to buy your if you was going to be 12 volt, you had to buy either a 12 volt battery or two six volt batteries or, and series those together. And then you knew you had to know exactly where you're going to make your connections out on those to make sure they were charging properly. And especially if you decided that you wanted to buy four batteries, well, then you really had a deal to do because now you had to series them and parallel them, you know? So there was lots of different, and it was a very challenging deal because, and then you started moving into 12 volt or, you know, and as I came on, 12 volt was the major deal. I mean, everybody was 12 volt. Everything was 12 volt. Then all of a sudden, think some stuff started changing and 24 volt started kind of being the thing. And it just kept on moving down the line. And 24 volt dominated, you know, for about three years. I mean, everybody was. And then there was a few people that did 48 volt, but man, they were the top of the line the people. Fringe. Yeah, they were the fringe. And now 48 volt dominates it. But do you think it'll stop at 48? I mean, is the wire sizing going to hold it up at 48 for a while? Is that? You know, wire sizing actually doesn't hold it up at 48. What holds it up at 48 and what I think will hold it for a long time 
is over 48, you are out of the low voltage. 48 is kind of the top end of the low voltage, what they consider low voltage. And 48 volts, by the way, you get a hold of it. It's not, I mean, <laughs> not low voltage. It, it doesn't feel like low voltage. It hurts. I mean, so. I have made mistakes. Uh, yeah. So, so 48 volts is, is, yeah, it's got it. But it's kind of the bottom end of the low voltage. And so, you know. So you think it's a safety. It's yeah, a safety it's a safety issue. issue, you know, because if you start getting into the 72 volt, 96 volt, you know, usually going to be some type of nominal voltage and then up to 120 volts, you know, you're back now to high voltage. I mean, it's considered high voltage. It would be less, amp- you know, of course, it's just going to be less amperage, but that high voltage in itself is going to be enough to, and at that point, what's going to happen is it would change certifications again. Somebody would have to now be certified AC, DC, if it started getting into 120 volt DC versus 120 volt AC. They're going to have to have two different certifications for insurance purposes. And, you know, it just starts becoming a lot, and it's just a lot less DIY friendly in the actual NR industry, in the solar industry, and in the wind industry. It's a little less DIY friendly. A lot of people start really getting, you know, 48 volts. And we'll even tell you if you're running 48 volts, I mean, you need to be careful with it because it is still has the propensity to be really, really, you know, it it hurt. It hurt bad. So. So the thing that we've seen, and I know, you know, we're constantly looking for new products, innovative products in my own configuration at the house. I mean, I know I was really happy, excited, you know, how not compact, but how my system has very few moving parts as far as, right, yeah, you know, if you go in my mechanical room and that's even changed since we did mine is that in my configuration, we've got. The Radians, we've got the FM100s, we've got the Mate, which is kind right. of negligible, right. and then we got the batteries. And I mean, that's yeah. kind of it. I mean, there's not yeah, not a lot to it. I know, and just looking at the batteries, I mean, there's two wires coming out of right. those big old batteries, and right. you know, everything's wired up to the Radian stuff coming in. Again, it's just not that. It's become a lot more plug and play friendly. Right. Wes is now using the E-Volt battery, and the E-Volt battery, compared to what he had before, they're, you know, cells that we built and made the batteries, you know, he opened it up to install these, him and Sam went out to install them, and you open up the top terminal, and there's a positive and a negative lug. There's no, where do I connect these on to, there's none of this, you know, do I go to the opposite corners on this one? There's two lugs. There's a positive and a negative lug, and, and they just go to a combiner box. If you have multiple units, they go to a combiner box, and you literally hook that positive and negative lug yeah, and you're to there. I mean, it's just... It does have an Ethernet cable that right, runs, if runs want, in between yeah, them, runs so, in between it tells, them so it tells, talks the, with each other. It tells the series who's master and slave sort of thing and what right. sequence they are. So, But it really, I mean, having put those, our own battery system in there, you know, our homemade one, air quotes here, right. versus the five minutes it took to roll those vaults in there, it was just amazing. And again, going back to like we're saying, now... We've got even with the soul arcs. Yeah, yeah. So that's the new, you know, those we even can't, we literally can't keep them on the shelf. We keep raising our reorder points so we can have them in stock, and we just can't yeah. keep them in stock. I mean, they're and so the soul arc is the inverter, is the charge controller. Yeah, it's an and all then in does, one. Does it have? Because I, I gotta say, I haven't gone out there and looked at it. Does it have the mate capability in it? Yes, you... it does all that directly in one. Wow, unit. It's okay. literally all in one. It was... It's got break. It's got AC breakers in it. The one thing it doesn't have is the DC breakers going into. So some people will want to put DC breakers in line for their panels themselves. Yeah, and we would recommend you do that. But that's very easy because the input on the solar arc is not 
12, 24, 48, it's a very high voltage that goes into it. And so you use a higher voltage breaker. And, and just FYI, that. the vaults, now they've got, I don't know if it's a breaker or not. Have you looked in the top of that? But it's got an on-off breaker yeah, it does. in there. I don't know if that's a breaker or if that's actually like an on-off toggle. We gotta, I think it's a breaker. I think it's so actually you would, a breaker. So if it's a breaker, you wouldn't even need that if you were right. using like the vault. Right. But the panels themselves, you know, but that's the only thing that it doesn't have, right? So, and really, Solark will tell you, Solark has not deemed it necessary. They just haven't deemed it necessary. They say by proper grounding, you can, you know, get around it. And yeah, so they're right. just kind of, you know, because if they deemed it necessary, they would have had it in there. And they well, sold us that. Yeah, but now, also, they're not I, the ones that have to right. pay for yeah. it. <laughs> so now, so the other day, I was in Wes's office, and we were talking about Solarks. And at first, I thought he was really going to, like, kill me over this deal because he's like, why don't I have Solarks in my <laughs> house, you know? And there's a couple of reasons. Number one is this podcast that we're having. It's the way the industry's changing and so and how fast it is changing that right, right? And so we were very, very I mean, they were very new to us, I mean, at that time. And so Solark has really taken on a big step and I'm taking market share of a lot of this. And the all in one inverters are doing that, that are inverters, charge controllers all in one are really taking market share now. And so but there comes the drawback to that. And this was what I was telling Wes. At any given point, if a part goes out on the Solark, it may be fixable, but you're going to have to send it to them to fix it. I'm not going to say it's not fixable, but you're going to have to send that unit in. And if it's an all-in-one unit, in Wes's case, we have three FM100s. We have three radians, so we have redundancy. So if any one of his three goes down, we can replace that one, and he's still up and running. He still has the potential of running at least two-thirds of his system. And so that's where the all-in-one has this really good moment, which is everything's working perfect on it. And then it's where it's have this off moment if, if something is not working Yeah, because it's not on it's it. not a one-to-one in my situation. Right. Where if I lost one of my FM100s, that didn't mean that I took out one of my radians also. Right. My no, that's exactly right. They're not tied together. They're, if my radian, yeah. one of my radians went down, yeah. I still all of my charging yeah. capability. Because your charge that. controllers are in, I always number them one, two, three. They're in number one. They're in the production side. Whereas your radians, they're in number three. They're in the consumption side. And they don't have anything to do with each other besides they're both feeding off the same, feeding or feeding off of the same battery. But on the flip side, you got, because I haven't seen that solar, I assume you got, Two wires coming in and two wires coming out? Yeah, I mean, kind of. The Solark's going to have two PV inputs, so it's going to have, you can do two positives, two negatives into it. And uh, what's the max that you can? The max, I think, is about 42 panels with the 320s, so it's like 12,000 watts in, and then it's a 9,000-watt inverter is what it is. The actual inverter is a 9,000 continuous running watts, so it can do 9,000 continuous watts you know, all the time, and they can be stacked. There again, the cool thing about it is it's a split phase as well, so it's a one twenty two forty. But this also isn't the only one that we've got like that, right? We've got right, the MPP no. Solar. MPP Solar, yeah, and we're just waiting on the container to get here of those. They are the smaller form of the Solar, is basically what they are. They're not quite as big. They don't do as quite as much, you know. But they do it along the same lines. They're all in one. They've got the charge controller built in. They got the inverter built into them. The ones that we're going to initially get in are going to be just a hundred and twenty volt unit. But they can be stacked. They can stack up to six of them. 
And so that when you stack it, you can actually, by stacking it, you can make it a 120 slash 240. So the split phase, and that's the first ones that we'll get in. They have a new one on the market. That's not, they have a new one that's coming to the market. That's not available for us to purchase yet, or we would already have the PO out and it will be a split phase unit in one unit by itself. Both of them will still be 6,000 watt, but there'll be a split phase by itself. And the 6,000 watt there again is going to be the maximum input you can have into it. And then it, the inverter that's coming out. So it's 6,000 watts of input of solar to it and 6,000 out. So we've talked about batteries. We've been carrying the Simplify for a little yeah. over a year right now. Yeah. The great batteries. We've carried the AGMs for many years now. We've always carried lead acid, but we've kind of opened up ourselves to another battery, the Fortress battery. And that's what I put in my place. And like we're talking about is things have continued to develop the thing that i really like about the fortress versus the simplify is that it is an all-in-one battery yeah so like with the simplify you would still need a racking system that would allow you to position those batteries in such a way to be able to series them together it has a display bms built into them so you can see that then we have a version of the fortress battery which is the e-flex Right. Which is at the same price point as the Simplify's Amplify battery. Right. And that Amplify is a Bluetooth that... Yeah, it's got the Bluetooth on it. So the Fortress has that built into it. So, you know, the battery technology is... Yeah, it's just changing so rapidly. I mean, it's that's one thing that Wes has really been trying and we've been trying to do is make sure we keep up with that. I mean, we're trying to make sure that, that we're keeping up with that technology as it moves along and... You know, right now, lithium is the thing. I mean, that is the thing. And frankly, we're riding the coattails of the car industry. Right. You know, it's the 2022 Corvette. I mean, it's the thing. Now, in 2023, it may be a total different chemistry, but it has to get root. And so the lithium now is not only just the thing, it's got roots to it. And people have seen what it's capable of doing. It, It really started out in the tool industry. It was the big deal. It kind of started out in the tool industry with your DeWalt batteries and your Makita and your Milwaukee, you know, and, well, and, they saw, and, and your cell phone, right. And your cell phone. They saw the, you know, but they've changed that chemistry, you know, before it was a lithium cobalt. Now it's a lithium iron phosphate. And so they just keep kind of changing that a little bit and actually making it safer to use in a battery system. Like in Wes's home. I mean, he's got, you know, four fairly large cabinets of, of batteries. Oh, that, good Lord, uh, those things are, those things yeah, look like a I mean, college refrigerator. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what they look like. They just look like a dorm refrigerator, except they just don't have a, they got a top door on a them. A bit heavier. Yeah. They're <laughs> a lot heavier. Uh, they're even heavier than if you had it filled with some type of your favorite good beverage. Lord. You know, things so are heavy. They are heavy. Well, as we wrap this up, I think the takeaway from this podcast, if you haven't moved into, you know, you've got alternative energy plans and you want to do this. I don't know that there's, you know, a better time. I mean, things are technology wise have really taken right. off and they're in a great place. My big concern for you is, is if you haven't already started moving into it, is that supply chain issues are still horrible. Right. You know, there's just all kinds of, we are constantly battling that. We mentioned the solar panels, the availability to begin with. I don't know how that's going to resolve, particularly even positively for us, because what some of our suppliers are telling us is a feeling that if the suppliers can get away with not sending panels over here until the last minute, they will. And that'll cause a lot of issues on this side. You know, the battery technology is awesome, but there's always delays in getting them. 
we're always struggling to get that type of thing. So, you know, just be aware if you are ready to do this. I don't want to say that you're too late. No. But there's certainly going to be, I think what most people are finding out is that the plan that they had, they need to be flexible with because just because you had a plan for what you wanted and how you wanted to do it, that may not be feasible in, in your time frame. Right. I would just go to say that I will almost guarantee you your dollar will go further right now in the next 10 days than it will 30 days from now. And that's not because we have any plans. It's just, that's just the way it's oh, trending. Oh yeah. Everything, everything you know, we're that's buying just the way is it's trending. Just... And, and so if you have active plans that you think, well, I was going to wait a couple three months, I would just say, why wait? Don't wait. Just do it now. If we were fighting every price increase, yeah. we wouldn't be doing anything else other than fighting price increases. So when we just kind of have to take it and go with it. So yeah, I mean, now's the time and you were definitely going to pay to delay on this one. So, but we're here for you. Call us. If we can help you out, we'll be glad to. I don't want to end on a sad and bummy note, but no. No. We've got product. We can chip yep. out pretty much anything, and we're here. Just give us a call. Even if you're still in that interested phase, we've got our workshop coming up in August. Be glad to have you there and come visit us then. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for checking us out. Thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast today. If you have a question you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast or just want to say hello, email us at radio at windandsolar.com. As always, Check out our store at windandsolar.com and buy some stuff. Your financial support underwrites our educational outreach, like the podcast, YouTube channel, and local STEM collaboration. It also keeps Lucy and her doggy chicken treats. Thanks again for listening.